Hey guys, welcome to the All Jacked Up podcast. I am your host, Dana Jenkins, and I am all jacked up in all kinds of good ways. Everything we talk about on this podcast is going to come from a place of us being all jacked up about Jesus. But more importantly, everyone on this podcast, whether it's me, your host, or someone we're interviewing, we're all jacked up and need Jesus. So if you're all jacked up, you're in the right place. What's up? What's up? What's up, people? What's up? What's up? Man, what is going on, podcast people? It was actually kind of smooth. Like, I know I can't carry a tune in a bucket, but I felt like that was smooth. I don't know. I don't even know what that means. Oh, man. What's up? I hope you guys are doing great. Hope you guys are having a good day. Hope you're having a good week. Let's go Thanksgiving right around the corner, right? Let's go a whole holiday where we just, man, just give thanks and just eat. Let's, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Like that's my kind of holiday. Um, man, yeah, that's, that's, that's good stuff. Well, look, today the episode is going to be a little bit different than what we normally do. So last week, uh, Bob Pinto and Sarah Roberts and myself, we got on a podcast together, and dude, it was it was so much fun. It was great. Like we, I think we all had a blast. But uh, I want you guys. This is what we're going to do this week. I want you to listen to this episode. We talk about everything from ministry to coaching to supporting your spouse. I mean, yeah, if it's under the sun, we probably hit on it a couple times. Um, but. Bob Pinto, who he was on one of my very first episodes, he interviewed me for All Jacked Up Jenkins, uh, just a, a little interview about, hey, tell us about yourself, and it was, we had a good time doing that, um, so anyway, Bob Pinto has started his own podcast, and it is all for coaches, not just softball coaches, but literally coaches of any kind, uh, could be little league coaches, could be college coaches of any sport, if you are a coach, or know a coach, or love a coach, or thinking about getting into coaching, Take a take a listen to his podcast. It's called Faithful Coach, and he's got some episodes that are already up and already streaming, and it's really good stuff. So today, I wanted to promote Faithful Coach uh, podcast. So if you guys get a chance, take a listen to what old Bobby Bobby Pinto. Take a listen to what old Bobby Pinto is doing because. He's doing some really good stuff. Um, so I hope you guys like it. Oh, and if you don't know who Sarah Roberts is, let me take a quick minute. Dude, you are going to love listening to her. She's been on staff with FCA. I might get the years wrong, but I want to say close to 18 years. So knows what she's doing. But but here is the here's what I, I she is so modest about this, but as if Many of you guys know um, Oklahoma softball, man, just dominating the sport. I mean, Oklahoma softball, NCAA, hello, like just killing it. National championship after national championship, just killing it. Well, Sarah is their chaplain. So a lot of the stuff that they talk about as a team, a lot of what you see this team do when they're playing in the College World Series, uh, like this year their their uh, slogan or their – 
I guess their go-to phrase was get out of the boat. Um, and they, they won the national championship again this year, which was amazing. But the really cool thing, so Sarah is their, their chaplain. Uh, but the really cool thing is, I mean, these kids and this coaching staff, they, of course they love Sarah cause what's not to love, but they love the messages and, and they love just, man, that seeing that, Hey, our perspective is softball is great, but it's the icing on the cake. It's not the cake. It's not the main point. So on their national championship ring, on one side of the ring, it actually says, get out of the boat. I mean, dude, we're talking, there's a picture of Jesus walking on water. Like, come on now. This is just NCAA. Like, this is not a Christian school. Uh, but yeah, so that's who Sarah Roberts is, and I love any opportunity I get just to listen to her and just, um, just man, just pick up some knowledge because she is always, always laying it down. So I hope you guys enjoy today's episode with Bobby, Sarah, and myself. So, hey, hope you guys have a great rest of the week. And, uh, man, after you listen to this episode, don't forget to spend the rest of the week all jacked up. Welcome. This is the Faithful Coach Podcast. Hey gang, welcome to Faithful Coach Podcast. I'm Bob Pinto, your host, and I am with my host, Dana Jenkins. G- give it up for Dana. <laughs> and <laughs> we haven't even gotten 20 seconds in, and there's <laughs> laughter. As you guys know, we were unscripted. We have no script here. We're just going to go with it because we love coaches. But our special, special, special guest, she gets a three specials, is Sarah Roberts. Welcome, Sarah Roberts. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I am so excited to be with two of my favorite people talking about my favorite people, which is coaches. Nice. So great. This is a great day. This is a great day. Great day. Dana? Killing it. We're killing it. Well, let's ask Sarah. Sarah, you give us a little bit of your background so the, the coaches out there understand. Um, so I have lived in a coach's house my entire life. Mm. I my my dad was a coach and then I married a coach. So I just moved from one coach's house to the next. So <laughs> um I am very um very well versed in the coach's lifestyle because I've lived in it my entire life and then working for the fellowship of Christian athletes it is my job um so from my home personally to my job professionally coaches are a part of my entire life so your, your uh, whole you life go. your whole life whole life whole 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 life there hasn't been one the thing there hasn't been one second of your life that there wasn't a coach somewhere in your face right 
That is correct. <laughs> all 40. I don't even, how old am I? 44. Oh, stop it. 44. 44 years. <laughs> 44 years. So, wow. Okay. That is a lot. But she's being, she's being, or leaving out one thing. She's being modest about. She was the team chaplain for the the national champion Oklahoma Sooners softball team. Whoop, whoop. Woo! And out what I years? Basically, that. like, you, you still hold that role for a, a, I mean, for the most part. Is that right? Like, you still do Zoom correct. calls is, and, yeah. This is my 18th year. What? Wow. Being with Wow. That's amazing. Years. So you have Being all six system. national championships or five? What do you have? Do you have rings? Does Patty get you rings? I do. Nice. Dude, I, I saw the ring that you put on Facebook. Like the, oh, oh. Like it's I'm my favorite. Just, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy that they put on there, get out of the boat. They have wow. literally have Jesus walking on water on the side of their ring. It is, I cried like a baby because I had no idea. And I saw that and I couldn't, like, it was ridiculous. I couldn't. It's amazing. That's um, so amazing. I do have the rings. I don't wear the rings <laughs> because let's just be honest here. <laughs> I, I, and this is really a gospel presentation in and of itself. I never participated in a practice. I never had a bat. It was the blood, sweat, and tears of somebody else that I have those rings because, let's be honest, I was not good enough. I played basketball, mind you. I never even played softball. I played college basketball, and my college basketball days ended up with me really being on the bench because it really wasn't that great. So... (laughs) The fact that I have these five rings um, at that level makes no sense. And it was the work of somebody else. And that is just the gospel mm. in and of Bring itself. Bring it, sister. Right Bring it. That is Love the work it. of somebody else because I'm not good enough. I need Jesus. We all do. There you have it. So, Sarah. But hey, you know what? Like, you, you still get the bling. We get the bling, baby. I, we do. We do. I have the bling, and I'm going to get the crown. Oh, um, come on with it. Jewels in heaven someday. I'm going to have come the bling here, it. and I'm going to have the bling there. Let's freaking go. All right, Let's listen. Go. I'm gonna, Let's go. I'm going to back off. You guys just do whatever you're going to do here, because... <laughs> Do not put do not put Dana and I in the same room. You are in the same room. By the way, you guys can't see this, but we're on Zoom and Sarah has a, a kind of a maroonish beanie on and she's in Georgia because she's cold, she said. It's in Georgia. It's fifty oh. degrees here. It's and fifty I'm degrees cold. and she's cold. All right. So Sarah crazy. <laughs> so it was the work of Jesus. Is that what you're saying? One hundred percent. Amen. Mm. Preach it, girl. Mm. Nothing. Mm. That that is that is my whole life. My I am who I am, and I'm doing what I do because I am. I hope I never. And the moment I do, I need to turn in um, my resignation. Um, my my the gift of my salvation 
is the thing I will celebrate the most and carries over to anything that I do in the job because I'm so mm. thankful for my own salvation. Mm. So that's mm. where it has to start. Amen. Good. That's good stuff. That's good a word stuff. for Sarah, everybody. A, oh yeah. I got a question for you. So you have, you've been around a coach, some form your entire life. Have you ever wanted to coach? Um, no. <laughs> you know, my husband and I, we coached one year together. One year, we coached high school girls basketball together. He was the wow. head coach and I was the assistant coach. And we thought it was best for our marriage <laughs> not to have two coaches in living in the same house. Wow, that's So we did like... it one year and one year only. That sounds like me. <laughs> that sounds like me and Doc. And... And to be honest with you, I coaches are the 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 people that I have the utmost respect for, um, without a shadow of a doubt. Because I've seen what they deal with, I see what they go through, and I want to be their biggest supporter and biggest cheerleader because I know they have the most influence. I I know they have the the the, um, the respect of the world just because they have the name coach. And so I feel like my role is to come alongside and help them be great at their calling. And so I, I am very, very um, no confident in the role God has placed me in. And it is not to be the coach, but the encourager and supporter of the coach. Yeah, that's crucial, man. It's crucial. Gosh. And you get to see, like you said, you have the utmost respect for coaches because what you see is what a lot of their players and families do not. You get to see them take it home yeah. and how it affects not mm -hmm. only them on a personal level, but their family relationships, you know, their family dynamics. Because I'm telling you, as a former coach, there's no off switch. Yeah. You don't you don't stop thinking about you know, your kids on the team and the, and what they're going through and because it's, it's relational. You love them. You care for them. Um, if we're doing it right. And right? you hurt with so, them. You hurt. Yeah, absolutely. You hurt with them. And, and, yeah. you know, I'm not above saying, okay, I've been in ministry, full-time ministry for 20 years now. And I'm not above saying that I love my counselor. I love my counselor. And um, I remember her, the first time I ever went and sat in her office as a counselor and or um, getting counseling. And, and she's like, why are you in my office? And I said, well, from ministry, motherhood and marriage, I have this burden to carry people's burdens to God. I carry them as if I were God. Teach me how not to do that. Ooh. And Ooh. That is what I feel like happens a lot of times with coaches is they carry those burdens from the field or the court and they carry them home and they they're called to carry those burdens to God. But but they are the same way they carry them as if they were God. And yeah. we see that a lot uh, when we're living in the home. And I, I remember um, my husband coming home after a, a loss, a, a particular um, tough loss, and he was beating himself up. 
and coaches do that a lot. So parents, if you're listening to this, there's nothing you can say to make the coach feel any worse than they already do. So let's true, true. Um, and he was just particularly, he was beating himself up over a, a certain loss. And, and I remember telling him, and uh, it was actually something I um, learned from our pastor at the time. And I, I remember telling him, if you are going to be willing to take all of the blame for the loss, you are more likely going to be willing to take all the credit for the wins. So <laughs> ease up on yourself a little bit. It's yeah. not all on you in the loss and it's not all on you in the win. So just enjoy the journey of your calling. Wow. Oh man, that is, that's good. That is good. I think I'm going to yeah, fall down. Yeah, because as a coach, and, I feel. Yeah, I'm going to fall down and start <laughs> praying right now. Because <laughs> I live with the coach. Everybody knows I live with a coach. It's uh, Yeah. It's uh, And every coach, right now, I'm just going to say it, every coach needs a Sarah Roberts. Do you agree, Dan? Oh, yeah. Truth. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So your husband is pretty blessed. I'm sure he realizes that. He does. <laughs> he re- I, he does. I tell him often. He um he does, but but you have to understand the dynamic of I don't just believe in his calling. I believe in him. Mm. I believe in in him, and as much as I am his biggest fan, he is also mine. Because when you serve as a female in full-time ministry and you get opportunities to teach the word from a pulpit to chapels, and you have the coach sitting on the front row, and he says it the same thing every single time. Every time I get off the stage or I get out of a chapel and I go sit down, he says the same thing. He says, that was the best one you've ever done. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if he's heard it 50 times. He says the exact same thing. That's the best one you've ever done. So it, it, it's it's a it's a team thing. It's not I'm all there for them and what he in him, what he does. He is all there for me and what I do. And that is um it's a team. It's a team thing. And I there's a reason why we've been. We say we've been married for 20, oh gosh, this is our 25th year. We've been married almost 25 years, happily for 21, (laughs) because (laughs) we have learned how to be a team because it didn't always, it didn't always come that way and didn't always come that easy. But after 25 years, we have learned um, what it looks like to be each other's number one fans. Wow. I love that. That's awesome. I need to. Very cool. Yeah. I'm learning some things right here today. It is. It is. It is a a learning. It's a learning. Um, But. Yeah. I'm going to go call Dot now. I'll talk to you guys later. Well, it's I mean, awesome. you, you guys have to understand. So 
I, for those that are listening, you know, part of our story is I have a, I have a husband who loves his job and loves his players so much that we ended up adopting one of his players. Mm. And, and, and I love that. I love that's the, that. That's part of your story. That's really, that cool. is part of our story because he loves them so well and so deeply that, um, coaching isn't his job it is our lifestyle it Mm. is our lifestyle together that we actually have a player that um um he lost both of his parents and we were in the will to get him as his coach and when my husband said hey uh we found out about two weeks before that this that we were in the will um he was like hey you know this is this has been brought up this is what and i'm like i'm all in Mm. i'm following your lead if you say this is what we need to do as a family i'm all in because this is not a job this is our life so count me in and yeah and that 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 adopted son now he has a child correct yes he oh my gosh he has made <laughs> us a grandparents that we absolutely um adore he is gosh god used him to minister to our family in a way that i could um see you're gonna make me emotional i'm sorry that well then if you get emotional dan is gonna cry then i'm gonna cry and then everybody yes, listening yes, is gonna cry. gonna cry look i got a tear um, right here he <laughs> he taught us more as a young man who came in who lost both of his parents at the age of 16 than we could have ever taught him mm. uh, he i remember oh gosh i remember he was we were at his wedding and he has an uncle and he has a cousin and um, that's about it. And they were both at his wedding and, and my husband and I were sitting at the table and we're watching them have a conversation at the reception. And my husband starts crying and I start crying and he's like, man, that's all he has. That's all he has. And, and we're getting emotional. And so he was like, let's go over there. And so as we start walking across, um, Christian, he looks at us and he got so excited. He says, hey, coach, look, we just grew by one. Aww. And if there's anything that says the heart of him, it is that. And he ha- he's married. He has two beautiful children. He is and he's a lawyer. He graduated from law school this past year. He is he's amazing kid. He's an amazing. Wow. And his name so, was wow. his name is Christian. His name is Christian. He's oh a C goodness. with the rest what, of them. What is I mean? <laughs> what are the odds? He is a C with the rest of them. And and here's another thing. Oh, oh God, I love my husband. I, I, so my husband has his players over, you know, once a year for dinner before season starts. And, um, he always takes them around the house and, and he always shows them, here's a room. If you ever 
need a place to stay or somewhere to go, um, this is your room. This is your room. And, you know, they're high school kids. So they're like, okay, go to (laughs) And we're walking around. Well, we have a big giant canvas of our entire family that includes our oldest that they've never met because he's been out um, for a while out of the house. And, um, and it never fails. There's always somebody's like, Hey, who's this kid in your family picture? We don't know him. And it's, Oh, it's always, it's my favorite part. And my husband says, somebody who took me up on my offer for that room. Oh man. And it's like, and then it's like, Oh, this guy, this, this guy's for real, like this is you're, you're serious about you're that. Serious about this, and so um, it's always fun. It's always I love that. Oh my gosh, how cool is that? Mm-hmm. That's amazing, Sarah. Man, that's yeah. a good story. You guys are amazing. That's all right. Make everybody else look bad. Okay, so let's. Uh, <laughs> let's... Yeah, you believe me? You you come. You come. No, wait, wait, hold on. Hold Listen, Sarah, not that this makes everybody else, uh, you know, look bad or, or good or anything, but I love, can, can you just go over, I know people have probably, uh, if they have heard you talk, they've heard you talk about family motto, like some family uh, rules, yeah, right, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so can you share a couple of those? Like, what, yeah, you know, yeah, your family's have, we, like. We do. We have four family rules in our house. That you, if you were to ask everybody, they know exactly what they are. So you can ask any of my kids at any point in time, they will tell you. But our four family rules are have faith, be a leader, encourage others, and don't suck. Oh. And <laughs> so that is love it. Um, that is our that is our that co- four. Hey, that covers all the bases. Like I, I don't it covers know. all the bases, and when our kids are fighting, because let me let, let me tell you, they do, they do, they are. Oh my gosh, I I I, they are. I've got four teenagers in the house right now, and um, that when they are fighting, um, we always say you're breaking rule number four. Stop breaking rule number four. You are sucking right now. Um, <laughs> you are sucking. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's so, amazing i love that i love that it's nothing my like nothing like being unscripted we have no idea the next words out of our mouth everybody so <laughs> we're, we're just and here, here's the here's so don't think that our teenagers don't throw that back at us <laughs> don't don't think that they haven't learned when um you know, dad and I are being short with them and we're really just annoyed at our household in the moment. And don't think that our teenagers don't tell us that we're sucking in that moment as well. So you, you get, you get a, uh, one of your kids, you can get a, Hey mom, don't suck thrown at you. No doubt. You can. Yeah. Yeah. That's, we also have a yellow flag, a football flag that (laughs) we get thrown if we are, that's cool. Um, excessive anything. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> twice a year, we have a conversation with our children about how we can be better moms and dads. And because we tell them, we have no idea what we're doing. Do you realize <laughs> that? Nobody, nobody sits you down 
and says, hey, this is how, like, we have no idea. So yeah, Here, here's the, uh, here's the book, read it, learn yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. No idea. So we have no idea what we're doing. So um, we asked them, and this past time, uh, it was so funny. Um, our two youngest ones, who are 13, they both said, hey, you know, you, we think you're doing pretty good. We got nothing. I mean, Chris and I are fist bumping. We are feeling good. <laughs> and then our 16-year-old daughter says, okay, I'll take theirs. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, do, is this a, is this like a list you had? Like, do we need to be taking <laughs> notes? Like, how long is it going to be? <laughs> and uh, she had them. Definitely had um what what we were doing wrong and uh she was ready to go so we well i mean in her to... defense in her defense at 16 you know everything yeah no doubt no doubt so <laughs> so all that to say is even as parents we still have to be coachable yeah right we yep. all have to be coachable it doesn't matter if you are a 10 year old playing ball or if you are a 45 year old parent or spouse or coach whatever you still have to remain coachable Mm. no doubt jesus but jesus has to be your coach right 100 100 percent. jesus is your coach okay all right you two hold on a second i'm going i'm i'm gonna look up adoption websites now that i did this uh (laughs) podcast because i feel terrible and there was something else I was going to say. Oh, I'm going to increase. I'm going to increase Sarah's monthly donation. Those are the two things. Nice. This is how bad uh, I feel. This is how bad I God. feel right now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't even know. I, you're making. I don't even know because. No, that's all. It's awesome. It's awesome what you do. Oh, it's so good. You it's are good you are the model of Oh my gosh, I don't know what what Christ like means. I mean, it's amazing. All I mean, all praise to the, to God for you too, you and Chris. It's amazing. So. Well, you guys are mm. so sweet. I but let let me just So our youngest one is also adopted. And let me just say life right now is so hard and he is trying to we start fostering him at five and we've since adopted and and he's trying to figure out who he is at 13 and and Mm. is he is struggling um in a lot of different areas and it's not easy but let me tell you people say all the time and I think it, it, and I hear it all the time. And it's, I want to be the hands and feet of Jesus. I want to be the hands and feet of Jesus. I said the same thing. But I am reminded that when we say, I want to be the hands and feet of Jesus, we have to remember what happened to the hands and feet of Jesus. Oh, oh, he's coming in hot. Ooh. They were scarred. They were, they, it was painful. It was, and if we're going to step in 
to those places of brokenness, which is I feel like we're supposed to as followers of Jesus, whether it's evangelism, whether it's discipleship, whether it's ministry, whether it's adoption, whether it's volunteering, whatever it is, expect, (laughs) expect some scars, expect some hard, rough terrain expect valleys with the mountaintops it's gonna happen um so it's it's not always annie let me let me just we're not singing in a musical (laughs) let me let me let me just make that perfectly clear um so it's it's hard but it puts us on our knees surrendering Mm. to the lord um in times that um goodness gracious it's he 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 keeps us on our toes and keeps us on our knees that's for sure that is for sure <laughs> that's amazing like sarah i i love your vulnerability um and i I've, i got one more question for you um uh, and i promise bob i'll be done but you being vulnerable like this, I love it because I think mothers need mm-hmm. to hear like, hey, your self-worth is not based on your children's decisions, yeah. right? Like you can lead them, you can guide them, you can direct them, you can love them. Because uh, I interact with a lot of mothers, uh, you know, that from the coach's perspective too, like they're these competitive women, but when their child messes up or makes a bad decision or has a bad day or whatever that means, their self-worth is affected, right? Like, oh my gosh, like they, they wear it, you know, and I get it. It's normal. Um, but I love your vulnerability and saying like, Hey, th- this is also, this is also part of the process of being the hands and feet of Jesus. But my question to you is, um, well, maybe not a question, but I want you to talk about it a little bit. Can you talk about, you mentioned counseling earlier mm-hmm. and I love the fact that, you know, you and I both, we work for FCA, and I think that you and I both, like, we understand what it means to be grounded spiritually, to find our identity in Jesus, and to help others do the same, um, but there is still this negative connotation of going to counseling, mm-hmm. right? And it's kind of like, whoa, wait a minute, you're going to counseling? Like, well, how jacked up are you? Like, how messed up? are you that you have to go to counseling do you ever feel the the stigmatism that comes with well i'm in full time ministry or i'm i'm a mom or you know i'm a wife and i i can't go to counseling because it means that i'm falling short in any of those areas do you mm-hmm. ever feel that i i would say now no in the mm-hmm. very beginning absolutely um that first phone call was hard to make um, because I felt that I felt that I was yeah. going to get that, but there's a reason why biblically it says two is better than one for if one falls down, he has someone to pick him up, but pity the man who falls down and has no one to pick him up. We were created to be part of a team. We were created mm-hmm. not to do life alone. And I knew that I needed, I needed to talk through, um, why I was feeling so heavy why burdens felt so heavy and I needed someone to process that with and to me that's not weakness 
that is strength. That is a that is a strength that I could tap into that that if I'm going to do all that God has called me to do and, and be, then it's going to be with the team and it's going to mm. be with other people. And yep. so I I I would say in the beginning, yes. Now, no. And I'm still learning. I, I'll never forget my my counselor told me. I found one here in Georgia, just like I had one in Oklahoma. I, that was one of my awesome. first phone calls. Um, <laughs> but it was, um, she told me, she said, you are really good at transparency. You are awful at intimacy. And I oh. said, tell me, tell me about that. And yeah. explain that to me. And she said, intimacy is, think of that as into me, I see. She says, you're good at sharing after you've come out of the storm and sharing your, 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 what your struggles with people after, but you need those people that you can share in the middle of the storm. And if there's anything that I feel like coaches struggle with is the same thing is having that, that person that is, um, they can walk through in the middle of the storm. Cause that's the first thing that I say. Anytime I walk into a coach's office is I say, everybody who walks through these doors wants something from you, your, your coaches, your other coaches, your players, your administration, parents, whatever, they want something from you. I'm going to be the one person that walks through this, these doors that doesn't want anything from you, but I'm going to give to you. I want to create a safe place where you can be have that intimacy of conversation where into me, I see you let me in and into that space. And we're going to, um, um, we're going to get close and I want to, I want to get into your mess and into your struggles and every person needs it. Every person, um, we were created for that. And I feel like that's one of the things that coaches don't have. Is that yeah. to be um, into their safe place because they have to be guarded, and I get that. Yeah, they have to be yeah. guarded. There's a lot of walls because they've been a lot of walls have have been put up because they've been burned before, but they still need somebody that's going to have those intimate conversations of, tell me what's going on with your heart. Amazing, mm, man, I love that. Yeah. I just I think that women uh, and men, too, but I just think that we need to just, you know, get rid of that negative stigmatism that goes yeah. along with counseling and just be like, and it is so healthy, you know, and, and it's a good thing. Yeah. Um, but, man, I, I love that that you you talked about that. That's cool. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Oh, Sarah, <laughs> this has been this has been amazing. But like you said, most coaches don't have. They don't have that. They don't have a Sarah Roberts or somebody else like you to come along into their life. So just before I know that you two working with FCA know how a coach that doesn't have that can get that. So, but before we, before we talk about that, what just 2022 right now, things are getting pretty, pretty scary out there, especially for Christians. Mm -hmm. Um, the persecution mm -hmm. is real and it's going to be getting even worse and worse. I think about this every day. So what do you see 
coaches going through today, especially Christian coaches? Oh gosh. Um, I feel like they are, um, they're being separated, um, whether it's coaches or Christians in general, mm-hmm. they are being separated of who are actually believers and who are believers by name only. Mm. Um, and if you are call yourself a follower of Jesus and you go all in, and I hear this all the time of, you know, because I know coaches are scared because they don't want to get fired, which I understand that. But your relationship with Jesus is personal. It should never be private. And just know when you call your name by name as a follower of Jesus, there's a bullseye. His enemy has now become your enemy. So if you are not being prayed up, if you are not surrounding yourself with other people that are going to encourage you and keep pointing you to Jesus, you are going to fall to the wayside. You um, And so I feel like coaches are um, getting weeded out of who are believers and who are not. But those that are all in, um, they are going to have an enemy that's come to come after them. And it looks like people. But as it, we learn in Ephesians 6, we know our enemy is not flesh and blood. And so mm. um, we, we better be on spiritual spiritual warfare and spiritual attack. Pretending like it's not there doesn't mean it goes away. It means we're losing. So um, let's, uh, we, we've got to be, and if I, if I could encourage, um, with everything that you're talking about, the best book I have read of what you're talking about of, you know, spiritual warfare or or um, facing the times that we're in is Thriving in Babylon. Mm. That book is the best thing um, that I have read, and I will shout it from the mountaintop um, of preparing us as believers Christians, whether you're coaching um, and, you know, as followers of Jesus in this time, read that book and um, get get your armor on as coaches. It, mm. There you go. That is amazing. No, I love that. Amazing advice. Yeah. Really I know good. you got to go. We have a, I mean, we could go on forever and ever. We need to do more of these together. <laughs> but um, tell us. <laughs> How, what was your first meeting like with Patty? Do you remember? Um, I do. Because if you know Patty, you know you're, you are walking to intimidation. Um, because she has that intimidation factor. But you have to understand, when I met Patty, it wasn't the Patty that we know, like, today, right? Like, it wasn't, it wasn't the PG, um, Patty Gasso, um, and so I remember meeting her at the first time at a practice and, you know, she's very, um, she's business. She is, she can be intimidating and I loved every freaking minute. <laughs> and I think that's why her and I get along so well, 18 years later is because <laughs> I'm like, he, he, I know my role, I know your role, and 
And I said the same thing to her as I say to all the coaches, I'm going to come in here. I'm going to ask you hard questions. I want to know your story. I want to know more about you. That's not the softball coach. And I think she was like, oh, 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 <laughs> um, okay then. And so I think, um, I, I think I kind of was a little shocking to her. Um, and, you know, she likes that little, she likes that pushback. Yeah. And I, I think that's why we work so well. So, um, yeah. That's awesome. I think Jim gives her some pushback. They're, they're pretty, <laughs> they're pretty funny together. And they're married. And they're married. Um, I think Jim gives yeah. her a lot of pushback yeah. for sure. But he loves the Lord. That's the important thing, right? So you guys tell them, or Dana, you yep. want to tell everybody yeah. if everybody needs somebody yep. like Sarah or Dana in their lives to every coach, I should say, but everybody does actually, not just coaches, but coaching is getting tougher and tougher these days. So Dana, tell them how like they could, because I know it's going to come down to FCA staff in their area. So just mm -hmm. give them a little quick nugget of how to get a hold of uh, if they don't already have an FCA staff person. Yeah. There is a, most areas have an FCA staff person, a, a FCA staff representative in your area. Um, our job, my job uh, is to connect coaches. And for the longest time, it's been softball coaches, but coaches all across the country to a local staff person. So the ways that you can do that, feel free to reach out to me. I don't, I don't want to speak for Sarah. I know she's see, but um, you guys can reach out to me at djenkins at fca.org. I'll help you find the local staff person in your area, or you can go to the FCA website and there is actually, uh, you can Google whatever, you know, area you're in. And, and most of the staffs, most of the FCA staffs have a website that talk about their area representatives and just the staff that serves that community. Um, so yeah, that's, Get connected with somebody that is in your area. Yeah. That's the key. Yeah. Guys, you need it. Coaches, we need to lean on each other. It's it's that important, really. Sarah, tell us, what do you have going on that if people can listen to you? I know you had Dot and I on one of your shows, so just tell us about that. So Because I know people are going to want to hear you after this. Well, my husband and I did do a podcast during the COVID. Okay. Um, and so we we haven't done it since then because life happens. And But we do have a podcast that people can still go on back on and listen. And it's called um, Huddle Up with Chris and Sarah Roberts. So go and listen to our past shows. Um, and eventually, maybe when our kids get out of the house, we'll pick it back up. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, but um, I, I do have, if anybody, I have a email devotional that goes out to um, any coach that goes out every Monday. And um, if you want to get that, do not hesitate to reach out at sroberts at fca.org. And we can add you to the uh, coaches devotional that comes out each Monday. Amazing. And they're amazing. Like you guys are gonna want this. Like they're amazing. They're really good. Well, you too. Yeah. Thanks, Dana. Everybody should uh -oh. have a hype man like Dana. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I love love you guys. I love um getting to talk about Jesus with you all and coaches. 
This has been this has been super fun. Thank you. Will you Absolutely. will you it's will you great. do it again? Thank you, Bobby. Will you do it again, Sarah? Absolutely. All right. That is great. Can you say, yeah. I know you got to go, Sarah, and Dana's got to go. Just give us a, just give a quick prayer for coaches. Fantastic. I can do that. Let's huddle do up. That. Huddle up. All right. Let me pray. Huddle up. Here we go. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for Bob and Dana and their hearts, um, their hearts for you first and foremost, but their hearts for coaches. And God, I thank you for every coach that might be listening right now that maybe need some encouragement, need support. They need somebody to to um, help them and uh, support them in what they're doing. And they don't have that person to have those conversations with. God, I pray right now over them. God, you are the God. You are Elroy, the God who sees us. And you are the God who sees these coaches. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that first and foremost, they reach out to you, to the God who sees them and and, and asks that you uh, be with them and that um, that you will come and be in their life and have that relationship with them. But God, I pray that you will surround them with other people as well. God, you created us for relationship with you and one another, and coaches need that more than anybody. So God, I just pray right now for every coach that you provide that relationship with you and relationship with others for them. God, thank you that you are the vine and we are the branches. And if we remain in you, we will see much fruit. But apart from you, we can do nothing. So, God, I pray these coaches connect with you. And I thank you for this podcast and Dana and Bob that connect these coaches to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, you two. You're a blessing. Have a blessed day. All right. Thank you all. Wow, those two are amazing. Thank you again, Sarah. And thank you, Dana, as always, for being my co-host. I just want to let you know that Dana Jenkins has a podcast as well. It's called All Jacked Up. So check her out there. We also have a Champions Within podcast as well. You can check us out on Champions Within, the podcast. Thank you, guys. And again, everybody. We love you, coaches. Have a blessed day. Hi, guys. This is Bob Pinto, your host. You've been listening to Faithful Coach. Thank you for listening. We're so happy you're here. We're blessed to have you. We are a ministry and a podcast for, to, and by Christian coaches. We're here to encourage you, support you, teach you. We know what it's like to be Christian coaches, and we know how difficult it can be, and it's likely to get more difficult in the days to come. If you're not part of our group and you'd like to be, you can email me at bob at faithfulcoach.com, bob at faithfulcoach.com. Again, guys, thank you for listening. We hope you were encouraged today. We will talk to you soon. God bless you.